with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Yes, it is full time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. Lots and lots coming up on the show today, as always. Um, of course, we're going to be previewing the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final between Kilkenny and Wexford. Sorry, Kil- Wexford. I'm thinking of my own county, Kilkenny and, and uh, Limerick uh, on Sunday. And uh, we'll be chatting all things boxing as well. We're going to be talking uh, to uh, Fergal Franey, uh, Glenmore GAA Club are going to be hosting up for the match on Saturday so we'll be hearing a little bit about that uh, later on on the show um, but first I'm joined now on the line by Christy Walsh who was the manager of the uh, junior football uh, team that won the All-Ireland yesterday uh, Christy you're very welcome to the show how are you keeping? I'm very good. Uh, great. Thank you very much. Thanks for, for, for calling. Uh, no not, not at all, Chrissy. I'm sure you're in flying form today. Um, absolutely amazing to, to get the, the win in Crow Park yesterday. And as I was saying to Sue there just before coming on air, uh, any time that a Kilkenny person gets the chance to climb the steps of the, the Hogan stand, uh, it's always a great occasion. Absolutely. And actually, Kilkenny people, it's no bother to them climb the steps of uh, the, the Hogan stand. They're well used to it. So uh, the footballers, I suppose, it wouldn't be expected. But look, they did it and fair play to them and, and, and fair play to them for doing it and good luck to them. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it was. And it was a great performance, Christy. I know um, you, you ended up winning the game by nine points in, in the end. Uh, but I think that was, it, it seemed as though you kind of, like judging by that score, it's as if kind of you ran away with it. But really it was kind of the two the two goals there at the end um, that maybe were kind of complemented uh, you a little bit. But like by, by no means was, was it an easy uh, match to win. Absolutely, yeah. Well, there's no doubt that two both kind of the scoreline kind of flattered us. But uh, we were the better team, but uh, it took us a long time. We didn't play as good. Actually, we didn't play as good as we were able, to be honest with you. And uh, it was uh, the last, the two goals in the, in the last couple of minutes kind of uh, flattered us. But look, they, they ensured our victory, and that was the main thing. Yeah, and it was a very kind of open and fluid kind of style of play as well, Christy, wasn't it? I'm sure you were really um, impressed by the lads yesterday and how they performed in terms of just how freely they played. Absolutely. I look, they're great guys and, and, and they're, they're like clean. And look, when you go up to Croke Park, there's no point being too defensive and holding back. Look, you might, you might never even see the play. So when you're there, go for it. And that's, that, that's what we say. You've got to go for it from the very start. Now, we made mistakes and, you know, this and that, but at the end of the day, like, we were the better team and we won it and, you know, it, it, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, and for you, Christy, I know that you've been involved for, for many years, um, you know, in Kilkenny football and it, it just must have been so gratifying for you to kind of see it all come together there yesterday. Absolutely. Look, it's going on the whole, you know, we're only together for the last 10 weeks, really. And um, I suppose it's a measure of the guys, too, what they can do in a short space of time. And, you know, and, uh, you know, they're still 95% of them are still playing hurling and will be playing hurling championship in three weeks' time. So they're trying to fit it all in. They're trying to keep their hurling clubs, keep that going. And then one night a week or two nights a week, we play the football in the whole life. So, um, 
it's a matter of the guys that play because you know Kilkenny uh, football wouldn't be top of the agenda for a lot of people you know so uh, fair play to them and they got the just awards yesterday yeah, yeah, and it just goes to show, like I know that you mentioned there, Christy, like, you know, football wouldn't always be the top of the agenda uh, in this county, in, in Kilkenny. Um, but I think, like, as you mentioned there, there's a lot of lads hurling as well. It kind of shows that the two sports can coexist. I suppose the, the, the trick is to find the time frame for it. You know, like hurling is the main thing, and, and rightly so. And it's, I mean, Kilkenny are the best hurling county in, in Ireland. And yeah. Right. So, and and and, uh, but there is a place for. I mean, we're all GA people, and they're all Kilkenny people. And if they want to play, look, there's there's a there's a couple of weeks or a couple of months in the year when they can tip away at it, and uh, that should be, that should be looked at as well. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned time frame there, um, Christy. Just on that, how did you manage kind of the quick turnaround between Friday's match and then go to go out again and do it do it all again on, on the Sunday? Very, very quick turnaround there. It was huge, and I suppose that had a huge effect on us. The fact that a lot of, the game Friday evening against London, you know, we were put to the pin of our collar to win this, and it took every it took a hundred percent effort from everybody to win it. And it, it did affect our performance on Sunday because guys were tired. And especially the, the last couple of, even the last weekend, with the temperatures and the heat and the whole loss, it did affect us on Sunday. And we didn't play as well on Sunday as I, as we were able to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, but look, we won it and uh, we'll get over all that now that we won it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you're in celebratory mode uh, now today, Christy, but have you had any thoughts on kind of what the future holds for Kilkenny football? Uh, like how far away is it um, until we see a Kilkenny football team taking part in Division 4 of the league? You see, the problem, well, uh, whatever way you look at it, there's no uh, underage structure for Kilkenny. There's no under-20 team or minor team. There's no... At the moment, there's not. Now, mm-hmm. it's up to the Kilkenny and maybe Leinster, Leinster Council, GA, Croke Park, whatever, to organise all that. But something... You know, they deserve a chance as well, you know. And, 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 and you know, they're all, we're all GA people here and they deserve a chance as well. And, you know, not everybody can be on the, the Kilkenny hurling team. That's like that everybody can be playing on the twenties or under seventeens or seniors for Kilkenny. So you know that there's a, there's a place for everyone. Yeah, no. definitely. Yeah, and I was only speaking to uh, Dara Joyce there uh, last week on the show. Uh, he's a Rory Inishtig man and a uh, brother to uh, Kieran Joyce. And uh, Dara himself actually has a minor uh, All Ireland medal with Kilkenny, but he's actually over in Australia at the moment playing That's AFL. Right. Um, and yeah, it it just goes to show there's so many talented footballers within the county, and if only they kind of had a, pl- a platform to um, showcase their talents you know but uh, I think you know the success of the junior the juniors yesterday and winning the All-Ireland that will that will go a long way in terms of promoting the game of football in, in, in Kilkenny Look it, it won't do any harm look that last Wednesday evening nobody knew about it by Friday evening a couple of hundred people and by uh, yesterday and today a lot more people know about it and so uh, that, that's what it's all about and give fellas a chance not everybody is going to go up to Crow Park like the boys next Sunday and go look to them next Sunday playing for Kilkenny in an All-Ireland final you know and, and if they can't do that 
maybe there's an option. You know, no, no, why not try playing football for a couple of weeks? That's how it is. It's not like a, you know, it's a, a lifelong commitment or anything. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, um, and I just want to just finally, Chrissy, before I let you go and get back to the uh, the celebrations as a, as a Kerry man, I'd say you were a very, very happy uh, man yesterday. It was kind of um, double celebrations for you. Absolutely. Uh, like, Kerry got me and, and it, you know, coming up to the last minute or two, it looked like extra time, penalties or whatever. And that would have been the eighth game in a row that Dublin would have beaten Kerry in championship football. And that wouldn't... Well, it, it wouldn't go down well, to be honest. So uh, it was a great win by Kerry. It was a great, a great free by Shawnee Shea at the very, at the last, last kick of the game, really. And, oh, uh, yeah. Fairy you know, tale the, stuff, really, Kerry, wasn't it? Dublin, like, is the, is, is the iconic game. It's the iconic game at the GEA, to be honest. And this time, Kerry won. And how are you feeling now ahead of the, the All-Ireland final facing Galway now in a few weeks' time? How are you feeling? Well, Galway haven't beaten Kerry yet since 1966, I think, in championship football. And however long a shot that is, um, I'd imagine Kerry people would be feeling confident with that way. But uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Like, I'm sure Limerick are feeling confident next Sunday, but I reckon Kenny will beat them. You know what I mean? So anything can happen. It's all in the day and... Yeah, that's the thing. It's all on the day. Um, well, listen, Chrissy, it's been it's been great chatting to you. And as I said, I'll let you get back now to the to the celebrations. But you're very good for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll stay in touch and we'll we'll chat again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, no so, thanks so much, Chrissy. Chat to you again. Bye bye now. That was uh, Chrissy Walsh there, the uh, Kilkenny Junior football manager. We're going to take a quick break now and coming up after the break, I'm going to be speaking to Gary Kyo from the Marble City Boxing Club. So do stay tuned for that. Well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, the Irish Amateur Boxing Association yesterday failed to pass a motion uh, that would reform the organisation and they will now face a 15% cut to their funding. Joining me on the, on the line now to discuss this is coach at Marble City Boxing Club, Gary Kyo. Gary, how are you doing? Sinead, how are things? Not too bad. Um, Gary, I'm just interested to know kind of what your thoughts are on this. I think uh, most people kind of would have expected ahead of this AGM that took place yesterday that, you know, that the Irish Amateur Boxing Association uh, would kind of agree to the terms and pass the motion, but they didn't. And now, you know, there's there's going to be kind of serious consequences um, for the, the sporting body. Uh, just interested to kind of get your, your thoughts on it. Yeah, look, I suppose it, it is puzzling, um, to say the least, uh, um, especially considering the repercussions now that the sport will face as a whole. Um, we have been told that there will be, immediately, will be a 15% cut in our funding. Um, just for this month and going forward, they will continue to cut more funding. Um, that will result in local government funding, capital sports funding. Um, clubs will be very limited in, in the, act- the funding that they can actually uh, access. So, it was a huge decision to take. Um, now, there was an overwhelming uh, support uh, to reject um, the reforms. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's it is it's puzzling to say the least, um, because the sport is left um, in 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 kind of no man's land at the moment. And Gary, like, why do you think they did reject the motion? Um, I, I've I've asked a few different people myself because I I wasn't entirely sure, Sinead, what why they voted no, but I'm I, I'm led to believe that it's they're hoping that they can reform the sport from the inside internally without um, minister and government interference um, to try and reform the the, the sport itself. Um, I don't know whether that is possible at this stage um, because we, like every sport in Ireland now, they rely so heavily on Sport Ireland for funding. Um, I don't think any sport could um, survive without Sport Ireland um, backing them. And I don't think boxing is any different. I think boxing is heavily dependent on Sport Ireland funding. So it's a huge, it's a huge decision to make. Um, and I suppose, look, the next few weeks and few months are going to be very, very interesting, um, to say the least, because um, I have no doubt there'll be more meetings held with the Minister for Sport um, to see what repercussions the sport really is going to face um, and whether we are going to get heavy, in, heavy implications as a result. Yeah, and like, you know, just to kind of put this into context as well, Gary, this has been ongoing for a long, long time. Like recently we saw uh, Bernard Dunn stepping away um, and then the the legendary uh, Billy Walsh down from from my own county in Wexford as well, um, walking away from the Irish Amateur Boxing Association as well and going over to the state. So this has been a problem for a very long time. Yeah, look, it's it's no secret that boxing has had its fair share of uh, bad publicity and, and probably poor governance. Um, and I suppose, look, it's really come to the fore in recent times. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate to see it because boxing at the moment is absolutely thriving. Um, we, we had just recently two uh, new world champions, you know, and, and that's, that doesn't happen every day. That, that takes an awful lot of work and an awful lot of commitment from clubs, grassroots levels, right up to high performance. Um, and it's disappointing to see those kind of achievements been overshadowed by, um, you know, poor publicity such as what what we're seeing now at the moment. Yeah, and like like you said there as well, Gary. Like boxing is thriving despite the fact, uh, you know, that you have all of this kind of going on in the background. So you could only imagine what could be achieved if everything, you know, was uh, was being organised as it should and being managed kind of as it should as well. Like just kind of getting back there to say the likes of Bernard Dunn and, and, and talking about uh, Billy Walsh as well. What were some of kind of the issues that they would have pointed to um, that led to their decision to to walk away from uh, the Irish Amateur Boxing Association, even just taking for it, just I suppose to start with uh, Bernard Dunn. Yeah, well, I suppose it all comes back to Motion One that was rejected yesterday. Which Motion One was all about the board and the um, the the way the board is um, made up. You know, they 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 wanted to expand the board from ten members to twelve, um, which would have constituted well, sorry, it would have included six independent members. Um, which would have also included athletes and coach representatives um, and addressing the, the lack of female representation on the board also. That motion was rejected. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I'd love to know the reason behind why it was rejected. Um, because, you know, it, it would have, to me personally, it would have made sense um, had we, you know, kind of, I suppose, re- reformed the board. Um, but look, it, it just, it wasn't passed for whatever reason. Um, and I know that's probably the issue that 
both Billy Wilsh and, and Bernard Dunn were having in the past too was in relation to the board and you know making making life maybe slightly more difficult than it needed to be when it came to team selection and going out their daily business um, you know so it's disappointing to say the least it really is yeah, and like, you know, it kind of seems like an, a no-brainer to kind of have more women on the, the board when you consider that when you when you think of amateur boxing in Ireland, straight away you're thinking of females. You're thinking of Kelly Harrington, Katie Taylor, Michaela Walsh, Grania Walsh, you know, and, and like they could only add to uh, what's already there. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it just seems bizarre, really. It, it, it is. It's 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 frustrating to say the least now, um, Sinead, because I suppose if we bring it back to club level, we're we're left in limbo at the moment. Um we we don't know how heavy the implications are going to be on the clubs. Um and that that will all come down to the meeting, I suppose, over the coming weeks with the Minister for Sport. Um because as you know yourself, uh boxing is a completely voluntary sport, there's absolutely no one paid at grassroots levels. Um, you know, and if clubs are not able to apply for funding, local authority funding and capital sports funding, various aids and grant applications, we can't apply for them. Most clubs are not going to be able to keep their doors open. Um, there's no one, there's no one coming to us with um, big massive checks to, you know, to fund the clubs. It's 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 all fundraising, uh, charities, and uh, different grants. And if we're not able to access the grants, it's going to make life very, very different on, on all the clubs right across Ireland. And I think it's been well established uh, as well, Gary, like we've we've spoke about it before in the past. Um, you know, like boxing in communities, it's just so important to, especially working class communities. So this is not only going to be a sporting impact, it's going to have a, a real social impact as well. Absolutely. Look, boxing is one of those sports that it's, it's it's a unique sport in, in in the sense that it can it can access and channel right into the most disadvantaged communities. Um it's it's not just a sport. You know, it's it's helping young adolescents and kids right up to adults and channel inner energies in a more positive manner, you know, and I suppose learn uh, and be taught discipline and respect that they can bring back to their communities. Um and it, you know, it it instills more inner values than anything else. So you know, it's 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 disappointing to see the sport be dragged through the mud once again. And look, I suppose we can only hope that things will improve and that issues, whatever issues are going on at the moment, can be resolved and resolved fairly quickly. Yeah, definitely. Just before I um before I let you go there, Gary, just bringing it back to kind of more local uh local boxing and and your own uh, Marble City Boxing Club. There, what's what's going on at the moment? Any any big events coming up? Big fights coming up? Yeah, so we're we actually just we we came back only two weeks ago from the whole box cup. It's an international tournament over in England, and strong some of the the best talents from across Europe. Um, so we brought a team of five boxers, and we managed to come home with um a gold medal and four silver from a team of five boxers. Um, so we had all five boxers were there on the final day. Some of our boxers maybe were dealt raw deals on on final day with the results, but. And they all performed fantastic. Um, and to come home with one, with one gold and five uh, or four silver medals um, is, is a fantastic return. Um, I suppose. Look, it's 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 um, definitely improved on our first time going to hold. We came back with one gold medal from a team of five, um, and hopefully now next year we'll improve on it again and come back with even more goals. 
Yeah, and I know we've been speaking to you um, many times over the last couple of weeks and months. And even though, like we said, there's uh, there's a lot of um, controversy controversy kind of going on in the background of the Irish Amateur Boxing Association, it certainly doesn't seem to be impacting yourselves down in the Marble City Boxing Club. You've had lots of success, definitely um, at an at an underage level as well. So, listen, uh, Gary, thanks so much for joining me on the show today, and uh, I'll be chatting to you again soon. Thanks very much for that, Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Uh, that was uh, Gary Kyo there from the Marble City Boxing Club. I'm going to take a quick break now and coming up after the break, we're going to be talking uh, about the build-up to the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final. So more on that right after this. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartsvolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartsvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, I'm joined on the line by uh, the current Glenmore physiotherapist, uh, Michael Muldowney, and he also um, is a former uh, physiotherapist also to the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Team. So I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Michael. Now, Michael, how are you keeping? Not about her, Sinead. How are you? Good. Not too bad. You're still up in uh, in Donegal enjoying your holidays, I believe. Yeah, I'm on an island here off Donegal, Aaron Moore, so the coverage is not great. Ah, yeah. No, I can hear you. I can hear you, Grand, now at the minute. But, um, yeah, Michael, I I was just very interested to to chat to you because I suppose in the build-up now to the All-Ireland Final on Sunday, you know, they really, the, the lads will really have to kind of be watching themselves to avoid injury and to be keeping themselves in, you know, pristine physical condition. Um, so just kind of this, this week now, will they be kind of taking it kind of easy in training or the, the couple of days uh, that precede the All-Ireland, will they be going, you know, how, at what percentage would they, would they be going in, in training? Would it be full throttle or will they kind of be minding themselves a bit? No, they're minding themselves both physically and mentally. Like, the work is all done. So this would be, Brian will have them peaking for, for Sunday. You know what I mean? So they're winding down this week. But in saying that also, they're trying to keep themselves together as a team, keep away from the hype and the, the attention that's out there. But they will train. It'll be sharp. It'll be crispy. It'll be smart work. And that's it. It's just getting more their, it's more their psychological uh, approach that they're, they're really addressing what they're watching at the, more than the physical end of it. Yeah, and, and like, you know, All-Ireland Final Day, this is what every young girl and boy, uh, they want to play in an All-Ireland Final, whether it be Camogie or, or ladies football, football or, um, or Hurling. So sometimes, do you ever find, Michael, that maybe they might not necessarily listen to their body? They might ignore little niggles or injuries because they're just so uh, determined to play. Uh, would you ever find that, that they might ignore certain, uh, certain aches or pains that they'd have in the build-up to a really big game? They would, but that would be more so, from my experience, Sinead, that would be more so maybe at club level because when you come into county, you can't afford to do that, personally or to, to the manager. Do you know what I'm saying? So as in the backroom team, your physio would be dealing with that. There's honesty from the physio and from the player towards each other, and we all have to know, and there's also an honesty to our team players. I can't go in going around like a one-legged duck. Do you know what I mean? So um, they, at club level, yeah, you would have lads will try it and they'll get away with it, but it'll be copped. But you can't hide on a county day. This is it. This is the pinnacle of their, their career. You have to be perfect. Um, you, you have to call a shot. You have to talk to the, to the team physio. You have to talk to the doctor. You have to talk to Brian. 
you know, James or Gerta. And you just have to be straight with them. And, and they're not just doing it for themselves. It's a team effort. So, that's I mean, the if thing. I'm going in on the, and that is a team effort. And that's what Brian wants. He, he isn't that instilled from, from day one. You want work rate. You want honesty. You want team spirit and effort. And it's not just, you know, TJ putting the scores over. It's everyone from the cornerback, Butler, right through. And like it's probably something that you'd spot easily enough, Michael. Would it be if if you thought that a lad was trying to pretend like ah no, it's not, it's not too bad, like or you know, um, like you, there's nowhere really to hide, is there? Like if you have physios that are there, you know, every training session uh, and monitoring the whole situation, uh, very little would kind of get past you by way of injuries. No, nothing gets past you. Um, we all go in there. Um, once you go in there and you're on the team sheet, you're the management backroom team. We all know each other. Um, there's no pulling the wool over each other's eyes. You're straight and you're honest. And as a physio, anyway, you do you do cop it. I mean, that's your job. And they're not physios. They can try from experience and try to pull the wool over your eyes, but it won't work. You know, nine times out of ten, it won't work. And you'd, you'd, sometimes I would notice, but we call them fall guys, that would try and do something or say, for example, maybe down to lower grade, they'd have a bit of a niggle and they'd have said nothing or they might say something about a match, but if they didn't have a good day at the office, a bad day on the day of the match, they'd say, oh, my hamstring was tweaking there a small bit. You can't afford that at inter-county level. Uh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, they might kind of fall back on, oh, that, that yeah. old injury now is after yeah. creeping yeah. up on me again. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just kind of like at inter-county level now in 2022, like I, I imagine, Michael, gone are the days of, you know, a couple of stretches uh, and you're out on the field. Like I'd say it's fairly extensive is it the the warm up uh, prior to a game? What would you be looking at in terms of like how many minutes would you would you be warming up now uh, before a match? Well, the lads at senior level now will be warm up probably for about half an hour beforehand. So you you have you have your movement skills, your height, you have mobility, you have warm you know you warm up basically elevating heart rate to decrease injury chance. The warm up mimics the, the skills that will take part in the game, and then you have dynamic stretching. And dynamic stretching is stretching for movement. There's no static stretching uh, at this stage. Static is done post training, post activity. You know, and you're just keeping their, everything they do. Basically, you watch them there, at, be it in Nolan Park, be it down in. And Glenmore being a roaring steed, Tullaher, anywhere at all, Ballyhale, the the the, the warm ups are nearly all the same. They might be a bit shorter, but they're nearly all the same now. There's a lot of true science we know more about it than we did years ago, you know, and the whole idea is trying to prevent injury. Yeah, and what about the, the warm down then? It wouldn't be for as long as the warm up, but like, what are you talking in terms of the, the warm down? Well, the warm down at this time of year now, you know, it'll be only about maybe 10 or 15 minutes to cool down, but that would be a lot of stretching. You mightn't see it on the field, but it will be done inside. Do you know what I'm saying? And the static stretching, because your tissues are nice and warm, and more elasticity, so they get a better stretch. But like, you know, at the start of the season there, you'd look at a warm down, you know, Kilkenny play Wexford there in Nola Park, the warm down included uh, uh, runs full of the pitch, full length of the pitch, you know, and then they did the stretching afterwards inside. Yeah, and Michael, I just wanted to ask you as well, uh, like, you know, as the physiotherapist, and I know you worked with the Kilkenny Senior Hurling team for a long time, I imagine you would have worked very closely with the nutritionist as well. Uh, Like, how important is it that, you know, um, that they follow a really strict nutrition plan, um, you know, in terms of allowing the body to recover? Yeah, I mean, again, that's instilled from once you go in, and even now it's in clubs. But I mean, the most important, you know, benefit from training is in recovery. And what is what is recovery? You know, it's rest, hydration, nutrition. Um, nutrition is is fierce, fierce important because you've emptied the tank, the diesel's out of the engine. So you've got you got you've got the first thirty minutes is optimal, 
I mean, in their record would have, you know, he would have milk, he'd have biscuits, he'd have bananas in your in your kit bag. So as soon as you walk off the pitch, that goes in. And then within an hour, then you have your dinner or your food afterwards. I mean, if you don't take that for the next training day, then be a day or two day later, you're actually going in and not recovered at all. So you're no use to yourself, no use to your team. Can I just ask you as well, Michael, about like this year now we had the round robin and we've had the round robin for a couple of years now, but it does kind of, I'd imagine, place extra pressure on the physio uh, in terms of just kind of getting rad- lads ready for the following week. I know now in the build up to um, the, the uh, All-Ireland semi-final, they had a four week break. But for most of those matches, you were only looking at a one week turnaround. So how difficult yeah. is that for a physio uh, in terms of getting lads ready? It's it's difficult for everyone, and again, it comes down to the honesty of the players. They come off that pitch, and you're dealing with them straight away. They walk in, you do your recovery, you do your stretch. They start recovery straight away. So you start with your foods, and they even start straight away. They rub outs, you know, ice baths. You get them into a swimming pool later on. You meet them the next day. It all starts there again, and you're talking to players, you're monitoring, and also the players now are monitored by GPS as well. So we have feedback coming from the work rate and how things are going with them there. You know. Yeah, and I just wanted to ask you as well, like say when you, you'd be at all the, the, you would be at the training sessions, you'd be at the matches as well. Is there any comparison to the condition of a lad's body after training and after a match? Because it, like, you know, a, a lot of the time I think in training, you'd be kind of likely focusing on straight line running. Um, but like in a match, there's so much twisting and turning and, the, you know, the physical demands are so are, are so different. So, um, yeah, there's probably no comparison, is there, in training and after um, a match? You no, know, I, I sort of disagree a small bit, Sinead, of that. The signs, you know, it's changed now. Even if I'm working at club level now, I very, even I, I, I help out, I coach underage Camogie, you know. Um, we very much have no straight line movements now in our warm-ups anymore because it doesn't mimic what's happening in the field of play, you know. Right, OK, so, yeah. I mean, that's why there's, you know, sometimes cruciates are obviously the big issue you'd have with, um, with underage players. But so you'd, you'd have twisting and turning and that's what I'm saying with the warm-up. You incorporate the same movements, um, try and incorporate them into your warm-up as you would see in the game on the match day because you're not, uh, like I also coach athletics, you know, athletics is straight line running basically. But I mean, on in a hurling pitch, Jesus, you very rarely get a chance to run a straight line. Otherwise, you'd be taken out of it. You know, yeah. so it is twisting and turning and getting down. But no, you 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 incorporate that. You always do the same thing in your warm up. Yeah, like you were saying, kind of just replicating everything that would yeah. be uh, that that you'd experience um, during yeah. a match. Um, yeah. Just something else then as well, Michael, because I'm really curious about this. Uh, just oh. in terms of recovery as well, would you have the lads like getting into ice baths now after a game, or would they ever go down to the sea, or or what's what's uh, the kind of standard procedure there? Yeah, no, the lads, lads themselves, you know, it's up to themselves. But sometimes if they had a high intensity of game, if they have, you know, the first thing obviously you have after a game, especially a game of hurling, you'd have a lot of bruising and swelling, you know. Also, you'd have built up a lack of acid, but the, the knocks would be the bigger issue in hurling because their their, their fitness is level is there already. So they would, yeah, some lads would get into ice baths straight away. Um, it would be controlled at county level. Like, you wouldn't have a lad just gone off willy-nilly saying get into a river, get into a stream or, or the sea, you know. But, I mean, they could use that as an adjunct. But, I mean, the lads would use ice baths definitely. Sometimes they'd use cryotherapy units, you know, the hyperbaric chambers, things like that, like to help if you have an injury there, small injury, the first 72 hours are vital with regards to recovery, you know, how you approach it, you know. Michael, just before I let you go, how do you see this game going now on Sunday? Oh, sure. Obviously, my heart is... Uh, I'm starting to get excited when you're talking to me about it. My heart rate is starting to elevate here. I mean, <laughs> um, are you the, confident? Um, 
I am confident. I mean, in fairness, the lads have done great work with this team. The lads have stepped up. They've improved every time. There's a belief in the team. I, I see... I see James McGarry's and, and Martin Culford, the we call them, their same effect when they play. When I was with them, like, you know, the, the swarm effect, we call it, like in the last match, every time, you know, a goalie player got a ball of streak with Kenny Jersey around them, you know. So that comes down comes down to work rate and fitness. So they obviously have that. I mean, you can't get a hooker block in if you're not fit, you know. Um, so I think, I think physically we're able for them. Uh, I respect Limerick. I respect the opposition immensely. They've got some very good players. They have a number of good players. But um, Kenny has been developing and developing and developing, um, and obviously Brian, James, and Martin are used to being in this, you know, this position themselves personally. Like so, it's new for some players. You have TJ there. I mean, TJ is Harland since I was there. He was, TJ and Richie Hogan came into the panel in two thousand and five. Yeah. I mean, that's just a savage commitment, you know, at that level, and can still pull it out. Um, you have young lads stepping up to the mark there coming in you know um, you have you know Butler you have Mikey Carey Alan, Alan Murphy ready to step in there as well take over the freeze it's just I think I think no I, I definitely think that Kilkenny can do this it's going to be a close match but I do believe that there's um, Kilkenny are just they're just going under the, under the radar a small bit there's a confidence there's no cockiness um, the, the Kilkenny public stay away from them let them be mm-hmm. and let them get into the zone you know Yeah definitely well listen it's been lovely talking to you Michael and thanks so much for, for that insight it was really yep. interesting to kind of no get um, you know what the what the experience of, of these lads in the run up to a final in terms of their physical yep. condition is like so so listen thanks yep. a million uh, Michael and yep. um, we'll, we'll chat to you again soon no problem. Thanks, Dad. Thanks Jane. a million. Thank All right, bye-bye. That was uh, Michael uh, Muldowney there, uh, former physio to the Kilkenny Senior Hurling team. We're going to take a quick break now. Coming up after the break, I'm going to be speaking to the PRO of Glenmore GAA Club, so stay tuned to that. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Full-time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, I'm joined on the line by Fergal Franey, who is the PRO for Glenmore GAA Club. Fergal, how are you keeping? Not too bad, Sinead. Not too bad. Good, good. You have a busy couple of days ahead. Uh, you're going to be hosting uh, up for the match on Saturday now. Uh, I believe you're going to have Anna Geary down there um, hosting uh, that section of up for the match, Fergal. Is that right? That's right, Sinead. So, so what we can gather is that um, Marty Morrissey is going to be in Patrick's Well in Limerick and Anna Geary is going to be in Glenmore and they're obviously going to be moving from headquarters in Dublin down down to the two parishes so um, yeah so look at um, the, the parish is very, very excited about it and delighted to have been asked and uh, every, everybody young and old are, are looking forward to it Yeah it's a, it's a great honour for the club um, and I, I assume then it's going to be held in the clubhouse then Fargal is it? Yeah, it's going to be held in the parish hall. Now, look, we, we have a fine big uh, complex here in, in, in the GA, uh, but we're, we're, I suppose we're not equipped for the, the, the Wi-Fi and the electrical side of things. So it's going to be in the parish hall, Sinead, at, on Saturday night, yeah. And is everyone welcome then to come down and, and, and um, you know, bring their black and amber and, and wear their jerseys and, and show a bit of support for this? I'm, I'm sure you're encouraging everyone, as many people as possible, to make their way down to uh, to Glenmore uh, Parish Hall on Saturday. 
Oh, 100% Sinead, yeah, young and old and, you know, we'd be hoping that maybe people come from the surrounding parishes and like Mullavat and Tuller and Sleeve and parishes like that, that every, absolutely everybody is welcome and yeah, look, we'd be very keen that, that there's a good there's a good crowd there and uh, as you said, plen- plenty of plenty of colour in the hall. Yeah, plenty of colour. Um, and, and look, Fergal, I've been speaking to Kilkenny people all week and sure, the excitement now really um, is is just that fever pitch really. It's just, uh, there, there's so much energy around the county. How how are you feeling about it yourself? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Uh, how are you feeling about Sunday? Oh yeah, look, at we're, we're nervous, but I think I think there's a quite confidence in the county. Um, you know, we're obviously looking forward to, to our own man, Owen, Owen doing, doing well on the day, hopefully, and we'll, we'll have Alan there on the panel. But I think in general, in uh, across the county, I think there's a there's a, a, a quite confidence that the team are building nicely, and I, I'd agree with last with first. Uh, Mick Muldowney said there previously, um, there's nice momentum there, and um, look, I. I I think Limerick looked absolutely. They're they're a, a fantastic team, but they haven't they haven't uh, beaten Kilkenny in the final. They haven't played an All Ireland final with eighty two thousand, and you also have the Brian Cody factor. I mean, the man is a is an icon, I suppose. And it's it's there's going to be pressure on uh, Limerick. I think at, at uh, twenty five past three, and it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah, I was speaking to someone earlier as well and we were just saying really all the pressure is on John Coyley and uh, on, on this Limerick team. So hopefully Kilkenny can hurl with a bit of freedom now um, on Sunday. But um, again, uh, Fergal, well done on um, being invited now to, to host uh, part of this Up for the Match. And I'm sure you're you're very proud to, to, to for your club to be represented. And like you mentioned there as well, the two boys, um, great ambassadors for the club too. Uh, but listen, thanks again. Fergal and as I said just to reiterate that anyone that's interested do make your way down to uh, Glenmore Parish Hall on Saturday uh, and bring all your your colours your black and amber with you but uh, thanks again for that Fergal and all the best alright thanks thanks, Fergal Uh, that was uh, that was uh, Fergal uh, Franey there he's the PRO for Glenmore GAA Club now we're just about out of time but don't forget we have one hour uh, special hour coming up just after the news uh, it's called Chats with Cats so anyone who has any thoughts or opinions do get in touch with the show send in your whatsapps and your uh, text messages and better yet come on air with me as well if you want to share any of your views the text line number is 083 306 we're going to take a quick break and then afterwards it's Chats with Cats Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. Chats with Cats on KCLOR with Sinead Kyo, hearing from you, the armchair experts, ahead of All Ireland Sunday. A new fabric sofa or recliner. Maybe a kitchen table and chairs. Or how about a whole new look in the bedroom? There's so many possibilities in the massive summer sale at Minogue Furniture. And so many bargains. Shop in store at Minogue Furniture, Carlo and Dungarvan. Or online at minoguefurniture.com. Listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All Ireland final. 
Welcome along to Chats with Cats. It's Sinead Kyo here back with you again for an hour-long special of Full Time where we hand it all over to you to give your thoughts and opinions on how the cats can overthrow the treaty this Sunday. So as you have heard over the last couple of days, we are absolutely buzzing here in KCLR ahead of the final and we know that you are too. So do make sure to get your texts and your WhatsApps into me uh, over the course of the next hour and I'll be sure to read them out and play them out as well. Uh, so the text line number, the dinner's ready text line number is 083 306 9696. That's 083 306 9696. Now I am joined on the line now by, uh, sorry, now I'm just getting my trusty piece of paper. I'm, I'm joined on the line now by Eddie Doyle from Greg Namana. Uh, Eddie believes that the matchups are going to be very important. Uh, Eddie, you're there. Why, why do you think? That, that, that that's the, the case. First of all, welcome to Chats with Cats. Uh, but yeah, the matchups now, they're going to be vital uh, this Sunday, you reckon, Eddie? Yeah, how are you, Sinead? How are you doing? Yeah, I do. I think in, in any match, I think uh, matchups, you know, in the last five, ten years, I think a big emphasis is always put on the matchups. And I think with uh, the scoring power that, that Limerick have, I think it's so important that Kilkenny get it right, you know, on, on the weekend. I think it's so, so important. And then, like, just in terms of the matchups, then, like, I know for the Clare match, it would have been Tony Kelly that would have been kind of the talisman for the banner. But who do you think that they they kind of should be be targeting now in terms of of the matchups? Ah, yeah. Well, I think Aaron Galan, Aaron Galan I think for the last day, I know Kyle Hayes got the, the man of the match, but for me, I think Aaron Galan was was savage the last day. You know, he had. I don't know many pucks to the ball. He had maybe ten or twelve, and he had five or six points from play. I think he was very, very good. And I, and you know, I'd like to see you know from you know someone who likes a bit of hurling, and even from neutral's point of view, uh, Mikey Butler's going so well. I'd love to see Mikey Butler, Mikey Butler taking up Aaron Galan, and um, see how he gets on. He did a great job on Tony Kelly. You know, I think you Lawler pick up Seamus Flanagan, and you know, I think another interesting one there for us. I think is um, Richie Reid. I think at centre back, you know, Richie's playing well this year, and. More more than, than marking and more than, you know, man marking someone, Richie at centre-back is kind of holding that pocket and he's kind of sitting back and he's doing anything. We have a free man in the back, so generally is Richie, you know, he's sweeping across there, getting on ball, he delivers great balls to the forwards, but, you know, if they have Kyle Hayes at centre-forward or even a key Lynch at centre-forward, they're players that need to be picked up, but just very interesting. I don't, I don't think Richie is, you know, will push up and mark on them. I think he'll still sit back and hold in that pocket. So it'll be interesting to see how Kilkenny deal with the, the centre forward. You know, probably will be Kyle Hayes. You know, I think I think that's a really good matchup. Really interesting matchup. Yeah, you mentioned there. Um, you mentioned Richie Reid and kind of getting on ball. I think in the in the game against Clare, he got on kind of twenty. I think it was twenty four possessions or something like that. Like so, unbelievable game for him. But um, I just want to talk to you about Keane Lynch as well. He didn't have the best performance, but that was kind of to be expected in the Clare match. He was only kind of back from injury. But uh, how, like, like he's going to be, I think he's one that a lot of people are worried about because he is surely going to sharpen up by All-Ireland final day. What? Who do you think that they should put on uh, Keane Lynch, presuming that he does start? Yeah, I actually don't think, personally, I don't think Keane Lynch will start. I know it's, um, you know, he's a big player. But the last day he came on, and also only, Ten or fifteen minutes, whatever he whatever he was on for, but like he only got on one ball and gave a little hand pass off, and you know obviously enough he looked a little bit off the pace. You know he's only coming back from a hamstring injury, so I actually don't think he he will um, start. But he's a serious player to come on and look at how 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 much more could he have got ready from the last day until this. Obviously he'll be a bit stronger, a bit fitter, a bit sharper. But you know it's all in the final day. It's not a first rounder. It's not a league match. So 
I don't know how how much um, of an influence he will have. He, he, obviously, he's a savage hurler. He's you know he, he's brilliant, but you know it's all over final day. You have to be to peak your your powers. And as regards who's going to pick him up, it's again it's back to that same thing. You know who do they put on him? And um, like I said, Richie Reid will probably be our centre back for the day. And I think all the other backs will have their demand Martin job. So will it be someone from midfield? Will it be a Connor Brown or someone like that that will drop back in and pick up a centre forward? whether it be Keane Lynch or Coilhead, I think that's probably the way they'll go about it, you know. You mentioned like sharper, faster, and I think that's kind of one thing about this Kilkenny team. I think they've learned lessons from every match that they've played this year already, haven't they? Like, is in a dif- disappointing performance against Wexford, but they definitely took a lot of lessons from that game um, and then brought that forward then when they played Galway in the Leinster final. And then we saw further improvement then when they played uh, Clare in the semi final. So you'd be expecting that they would bring their best performance that we've seen all year hopefully this Sunday yeah look you're not, not guaranteed anything but the one, the one thing you're guaranteed with Kilkenny under Brian Cody is that they'll show up you know they won't lay down they'll have to be beaten if they're going to be beaten you know that kind of way they won't hand it to anybody and you know guaranteed to give you know 100% effort and like we've such a, a young mix on the team you know like, like some Wiki Butler and Keane Kenny have been phenomenal this year for two lads to come onto the team um, they've been phenomenal and you know, the likes of them, they're very comfortable carrying the ball. They're kind of, you know, Keane Kenny is a very skillful player. We see a clip from there, I think it was the Wexford game, he scooped the ball up with the foot, you know. So they're very skillful players, well able to carry the ball, and that's, that's the modern game, you know. And that's what we need in the team. And, you know, as time has gone on over the years, you know, maybe we were a bit slower to adjust to the modern game, but they are. Even the Wexford day in, in the park that we got beaten was probably one or two long balls that you didn't see against. Uh, you know, Galway in the, the Leinster final or in, against Clare in the semi-final either. So even throughout this year, we have changed. The game has shortened up loads of off the, off the ball running and things like that and off the shoulder running. So we're really developing and, you know, you have the mix of the, the older fellas on the team and then the young lads coming through and the young lads are, um, you know, like I said, they're well capable of, of, of carrying the ball and things like that. So it's, it's brilliant to see that the journey that they've been on so far hopefully hopefully they give a good performance in the weekend and do themselves justice because they have had a good couple of games the last couple of games you know Absolutely um, just stay on the line there with us Eddie for a second if you don't mind uh, I know you mentioned there the balance of, of youth and experience and that that's um, that's something I think Mary agrees with you as well are you there Mary how are you keeping? Hi Sinead, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Yeah, uh, Mary, you're you're from you're from Kells. Uh yeah, you were saying there uh, to just just on the phone there to, to Robbie that uh, you think there's they're kind of after finding that balance now between the youth and the experience. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's really kind of coming into play and it's really coming evident in a lot of the games there recently. Um I just think the, the experience of the older guys, definitely. And like you look at like even Walter Welch, Wally coming on there the last day, the experience he had, he came on, he won, won two fantastic balls. Well, one in particular, he just caught his right out of the air. He was unreal on it. And he just copped King Kenny running off his left, gone like a little hair down the field. And he just laid off the pass to him. And Keane obviously hit it to the back of the net. But, you know, it's just, it works. The dynamics are really coming together. I think personally, myself, I feel... You know, even if you look at it through the back line down to the forwards, the experience is up the line straight up the middle. They have the younger guys. They're not afraid. They have no anything stopping those in any way, shape or form. They just go for it every single time. Um, They're coming into their own. They're playing... They're playing fantastic hurling a lot of these guys. You know, they're, they're, in fairness to Brian Cody, he's given them their chance. He's putting them in there. They're taking it. They're learning off the boys. They're feeding off their experience. The boys are including them. They're playing the running game well. 
I just think, you know, on any day, Kilkenny will always bring your team down to, not down to their level, I shouldn't say, but to their level, if you like. You yeah. Know, and that seems to work for them. Yeah. You know, and that's just, you know, it's, it's fantastic and it's great to see as well. Yeah, absolutely. You and know? Mary, um, like you mentioned there, like they're, they're just, the, the young lads are, are oozing with confidence. Would you agree with that as well, Eddie? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Look, play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they really are like, and I think um, they're they're making kind of really bold, like you know, on the sideline they're not afraid to kind of make bold moves as well. You know, taking off the goal scorer from the first half, bringing on Wally there, um, and and you know, it's it's all just kind of everything is sort of falling into place now um, at the minute. Um, but but yeah, Mary, are you are you going to be heading up to the match yourself? Has have you secured am, tickets yet? Um, working on that Sinead at the moment working um, on it currently we're out on holidays and I think a lot of people might be caught this year because they're on holidays you know the All-Ireland being that little bit earlier you know what I mean has caught quite a few people mm. but um, but we're, we'll be home there on Thursday and like anything like I mean the even out here, like we're in Spain at the moment, oh my God, it's alive. Like you see everyone going around, going down to the matches, watching the matches in the, on the big screens in the pub. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Like, and whether it's the 17th of July or the 17th of September, where else do you want to be on, on All Ireland Day? Like, it's only in Crow Park, you know, which is definitely. Great. Like, and the atmosphere is great and it's definitely and rightly so, you know. Yeah, and fantastic. I'll, I'll just bring Eddie back in there as well. Uh, Eddie, what about yourself? Have you secured tickets now or, or where will you be, be watching the match now this Sunday? Um, yeah, and hopefully I have tickets coming, yeah. Um, we're actually away on a, a family holiday there for a few days, so we'll be travelling down from Longford down to the match and back up to Longford again. So hopefully it'll be a, a good weekend, family holiday and an All-Ireland win. What, what more do you want? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's a great position to be in and I know that everyone is kind of talking about uh, there's a lot of obstacles uh, with the, the summer holidays and things like that and the really short run into the final. But isn't it a good headache to have and securing tickets as well is harder when you've a shorter um, time frame to kind of get them. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a bad problem to have. It's one that you'd welcome any day of the week. Yeah, what Mary said, like, you know, whether it is whether it's September or whether it is July or whatever it is, if it's all on final day, you're mad to be in it. And I think at the start of the year, I think if genuinely if people, you know, put on the hurling hats on them, at, you know, around the, around the country and said, pick your top four teams, would Kilkenny have been in it? I'm not too sure. They might have scraped in at number four for some people, but at the start of the year, like, you know, Waterford were going well, Cork were going well, obviously Limerick were going well, Galway were always an outside bed, Clare were going well. So Kilkenny were really up against it. So to be in an All-Ireland final is absolutely brilliant. And whether it is July or September, people want to be there. Definitely. Well, listen, uh, Eddie and Mary, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on and sharing your thoughts um, and opinions on uh, Chats with Cats today. Uh, and hopefully both of you secure the tickets now for, for this Sunday. But, uh, but look, it's been a pleasure chatting to you and I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. That's fantastic. Thanks, Shanice. Thank you very much. Thanks, Take Mary. Care, and bye. thanks, Eddie. Talk Take to care. you soon. Bye, Eddie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, that was Eddie Doyle there from Greg Namana and Mary McGrath from Kells uh, talking to me about their opinions on how the cats uh, can get one over on Limerick this Sunday. We're going to take a, a quick ad break now and coming up after the break, we'll be talking to more fans. You're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Final. You're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Final. 
Welcome back to Full Time and to Chats with Cats as well. A very special edition of Full Time. Um, so for this whole hour, we're handing it over to you to let us know how you think uh, the match is going to go now this Sunday. If you have any tactics or any sorts of thoughts um, or opinions on how uh, Kilkenny can manage to win their first All-Ireland title since 2015. We do want to hear from you. So again, just to give that number out again, the number uh, for for the dinners ready text line is 0833069696 that's 0833069696 now i'm joined on the line by dave o'neill he's the chairman of greg bally callan uh, so dave i believe you reckon that this underdogs uh, tag is actually going to suit kilkenny this sunday i yeah of course uh, they've been underdogs in fucking a lot of the matches this year i suppose the media um, put Galway in as probably favourites, like favourites in the uh, Leinster final. And sure, we all know what happened with Clare in the semi final. And I suppose they're going in against the reigning champions next Sunday. So uh, I think it's a tag that uh, they're not afraid of. And to give them their due, they've, uh, they've risen to the task in all those games. And I think it won't phase them one way or the other. And Dave, do I detect a Limerick accent there? <laughs> You do indeed, yeah. The remnant, the remnants of one. Um, yeah, I mean, Kilkenny with the last uh, 30 years now. All um, right, okay. Um, so, so, sorry, how long? 30 yeah. years, is it? Yeah, 30 years now, since 92. I'm down for a few weeks and I'm still here. So, <laughs> uh, so um, a lot of people would rather I'd have gone back, but there you go, what can I do? I'm still here. There you go. And how long have you been the, the chairman then of the of, of uh, Greg Ballycallan? Uh, chairman now since um, 2016, I think it is. Yeah, 2000. It's too long. Too long. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2016, yeah. Yeah, I just want to ask you as well, like the last time now that they played... Um, Limerick was in the the semi final back in in two thousand and nineteen. Well, like the last kind of uh, that was the that was the semi final. So I suppose the penultimate sort of stages of the the All Ireland Championship, and they were underdogs for that one as well. But they really brought intensity to that match, and I think that was you know they sort of um, they beat them on the physical scales definitely uh, on that day, Dave. So they need to kind of bring more of that, I think, on Sunday. Oh yeah, but I mean, there is, you know, Kilkenny teams will never lack for intensity, and I think that day was probably in, really, in some ways, an extreme example. Um, I happen to, I'd know Owen Kelly from Mullinahone quite well, and I happened to be in his company on the Friday uh, with a number of people, and they were all talking about the size and the physical strength of Limerick. And I remember Owen just shaking his head, saying, "Doesn't matter about the size of a Kilkenny man; it's the fighting come with." And he said, you wait and see on Sunday. And he, he was proven right. He said, you know, from his experience, he said, size don't matter when it comes to Kikini Hurlan. It's how, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not the size of the dog, it's the fight in the dog. And I think they proved that they, this size mattered. It didn't matter at all. And, you know, in the first 20 minutes, Definitely, um, and and one thing yeah. that they 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 have is is spirit and uh, fight, and they never they never give up this Kilkenny team, and I think that's what uh, Brian Cody kind of values over over anything else is just honesty out on the field, and the, if if last weekend was anything to go by, uh, you know, there's there's no team more honest uh, than than Kilkenny. Well, I mean, to give Brian his due, I mean, you know, to his records, you know. 
it speaks for itself. But I mean, the one thing that he always harks back on, if you ever hear interviews after games, is what he, you know, his cornerstone, I suppose, of what he does is, is work rate. And I mean, what he looks for in a player is work rate. And, you know, that's what he demands of the players. If you don't come to the game, you know, if you're not going to work out in the field, yes, it's important to be scoring and things like that. But if you're not putting in the work, well, you know, you're not going to be picked on any team that that man is over. So I suppose that's something he's instilled in all teams uh, down over the last 20, what is it now, 24 years. You know what I mean? So it's his work rate and, you know, to never say die and to stay going till the end. And if you run out of steam, it will come off and someone else will go on and it's up to them then to, to take up the take up the you know the cudgel and go at it again so you know work rate is, is paramount in that men's management management style anyway yeah and it's great seeing uh, TJ Reid back on farm as well Dave isn't it well everyone has their own opinion but I mean in my opinion uh, I think personally speaking anyway everyone uh, probably has different favourites but I mean to me he's the, the greatest holder I've ever seen I think she's um He's, you know, and he proved it in the semi-final, and you know what, what was even more, more special than what he did in the scores in the semi-final was his reaction after the game. Um, he behaved like a man that was actually going into his first ally and final that he's what is it, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, I don't know at this stage, but you know the enthusiasm and the joy that he had at the end of the game. Um, you know he's never lost that, and some of the balls that he picked and some of the scores that he got in the freeze and. You know, he probably had a dip in form and freeze at one stage during the year, which was, I think, no one ever thought would happen, but didn't matter when it came to the business end of the season. He's putting everything over the bar. And sure, you know, when you have a man of that ability and your team, well, you're always in with a shout. Definitely. Dave, I'll just keep you on the line there for uh, another couple of minutes if you don't mind. But I actually have uh, two more men joining us now uh, on the line. I have Larry Doyle from Skiok and Ned Og, who's also from Skiok Sk- uh, as well. Uh, I'll come to, to Larry first. Larry, how are you keeping? Uh, I'm going good. You're, you're going good. Good man. Uh, Larry, uh, you're not on speaker, are you, by any chance? Um. If you, if you just take it off speaker there for a second and just put it up to your ear, if that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Good man, uh, Larry. So yeah, you're from you're from Skiok. Um, and what what are your thoughts now ahead of this uh, this match on Sunday? Do you think Kilkenny can do it? I I think it'll be a tough game, but I think I uh, sure I hope Kilkenny will win, but it definitely will be a tough game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough, um, as you said, Larry, because they are the the reign and all Ireland champions. Uh, they won it the last two years in a row, and now they're going for their third All Ireland. Um, but uh, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna head up, Larry, to the match? Uh, well, we have tickets booked, so we will just hope that we can get them. Ah, brilliant! So you actually have secured the tickets. Uh, well, I'll, I. Yeah, well, we haven't booked. I don't you know. haven't. You haven't booked. You haven't got your your hands on them just yet, so you don't want to say anything too soon. No. <laughs> um, your your friend Ned Og is also on the line as well. Ned, how are you keeping? Uh, I'm good. You're good. Uh, Ned, are you heading to the match on Sunday? Yeah, uh, I I think yeah, I, th- I think we I am. Uh, you think you are okay? And have you have you been to um, an All Ireland before, or would this be your first one? I I was at one before. Yeah. Okay, and how do you feel now ahead of Sunday? Do you think Kilkenny can do it? Uh, yeah, I say they have a good chance. 
they have a good chance. And lads, come here. Uh, did who, did the two of you play hurling yourselves? Yeah. You do, and you play on the same team. Yeah. 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 I and Larry, where do you play? Uh, I play uh, left wing back. Left wing back. And what about yourself, Ned Og? Where are you playing? Uh, left wing forward. All right. Okay. And now tell me, who do you think? Um, Kilkenny, you're both back in Kilkenny to win the All-Ireland on Sunday. Who do you think is going to get man of the match, Larry? I say uh, the Limerick will be on, on top for the last, like in the second half, and then Hugh Lawler will just clear up and he'll get man of the match. You think that you, Hugh Lawler is going to get man of the match? Yeah. And who do you think he's, he's going to be marking on Sunday? Um, well, they're full older full forward. I think that he might mark Aaron Galan. Aaron Galan. Do you think he's going to be? Do you think Aaron Galan is going to be the danger man, Larry, on on Sunday that they they're going to have to keep tabs on? Yeah, they, they just hit into him, win freeze, and he just if he, if they don't give a free, he just sticks it over. It's just they're going to have to mark pipe. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think, Ned Og? Do you think that Aaron Galan is the one that they need to watch, or is it going to be Kyle Hayes? Uh, yeah, I say Aaron Galan as well. You think Aaron Galan as well? Okay, I'll, I'll, ask, yeah. uh, I'll ask Dave there um, as well. Dave, what do you think? We're just kind of having a discussion. Like there's there's going to be um, a few kind of lads that they're going to be trying to, to target now uh, on Sunday. But in terms of uh, Mikey Butler, who do you think he's going to, uh, he, he's going to pick up there now um, for the All-Ireland on Sunday? Well, <coughs> Um, with Mikey's performance this year, I can't help anyone he picks up. Um, that's what's hard to know. It's hard to know um, what way they'll set out. But I mean, will Mulcahy start? Won't he start? Which corner will Slenigan be in? Will Casey be back in? So, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think it will matter who he picks up because you'll, when Mikey's having an outstanding year, really and truly, he's just made the place his own. And I think we saw, it's a, if, if a man can managed to do what he did on Tony Kelly. I don't think Mikey should be afraid of anybody. You know, he won't be afraid of anybody because he's had a fantastic season. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, just before we, we take the ad break there now, I just want to ask um, Ned Og and uh, and, uh, and Larry as well. Actually, first of all, lads, what ages are you? Larry, what age are you? Uh, I'm 12. You're 12. And Ned Og, what age are you? Uh, I'm 10. Very good. So we have, uh, it's good to have the, the young voices on here as well, giving their ideas on how Brian Cody can, can get one over on uh, John, John Kiley on Sunday. But uh, lads, just before we go to the ad break there, Larry, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Sunday? Uh, 10. 10. And then Ned Og. Ten. Ten as well. So you're you're really excited. Brilliant. Listen, lads, thanks so much for coming on air. You were great. And and thanks, Dave, as well for for, uh, for the time and, and uh, coming on to Chats with Cats with me as well. We're going to take a quick ad break now and we'll have more from all of the fans from around the country, uh, around the county and some around the country as well uh, after this break. Thanks, lads. Take care. Thank you. You're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Final. You're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Final. 
Uh, welcome back to Chats with Cats with myself, Sinead Kyo. A big thank you to Larry Doyle there and Ned Og from Skiok and of course to Dave O'Neill from uh, Craig Ballycallan there as well, just a little bit earlier on, just giving them their thoughts on the game this Sunday. Uh, but joining me actually on the line now, I have Morris Mason and he's from Ballyhale. Uh, Morris, how are you keeping? Good, good. Um, Morris, uh, just kind of ahead of this game now uh, on Sunday, uh, I think you you were saying there to me earlier, you believe that uh, Kilkenny are sort of peaking now really at the right time. Yeah, I do, Sinead. Yeah, they, they seem to be improving with every game, you know, and uh, the only blip was the Wexford one in Northern Park, but they've recovered from that and Against Galway, obviously, when the Leinster final and the last day against Clare, they were very impressive. So they seem to be coming at the right time, yeah. And just mentioning that Wexford game there, um, what was it that kind of caught them out, do you think, in Nolan Park on that day, Morris? Well, it's it's hard to know. They seem to play uh, differently, long balls into the forwards, you know, which... The Wexford were winning a lot, but the, the thing with that game, uh, Kilkenny were more or less nearly through anyway. So uh, it was only a matter whether they'd be in the Leinster final or in the qualifiers, and as it turned out, they were in the Leinster final. So, but since then, they've certainly, uh, you know, been very impressive. Yeah, um, and like as you said, they knew that they were going to be into a, a the, Leinster uh, final the, anyway. Like I know they were, yeah. they were kind of depending on the Galway yeah, and were, Dublin yeah, result, yeah. but you know we yeah. were all kind of expecting that uh, that Galway would yeah. come through there. So That's do you know? Right, yeah. 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 So they were going to be there anyway on that. So look, at, it's it's hard to know, but you know, obviously Brian has made sure that everything is right since then and uh, you know against Galway they were very good and uh, they improved again against Clare but they'll have to play as well or even improve again against Limerick but, mm. but they, they're they capable of that and any any team in an All-Ireland final is going to take a good team to beat them and I'd expect the same on Sunday yeah, and I know you're a Ballyhale man, uh, Morris, That's and right, yeah. y- you must be very pleased with how the Ballyhale lads are playing at the moment. Yeah, they were they were the last day against Clare, they were outstanding. You know, TJ was back to his brilliant best, and Adrian Mullen has been playing very well all year, as well as on Cody. And you know, they, they, they're every one of them has played. Tom mm-hmm. Richie Reid has been. Brilliant at centre back, you know, he cleared an amount of balls last day, and you know, he's improving, settling into it. And you'd have to be impressed with the way they're going, yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, you know, just kind of on TJ as well, and um, finding form now in the last couple yeah. of matches. But like, you know, I, I know maybe in the, the games prior to that, he wouldn't have been at maybe the level that we would we've kind of come to expect from TJ. But in fairness, it's been a long, hard slog for the Ballyhale lads, um, yeah. you know, the yeah. club championship and everything. But it's kind of starting to, they're, they're, they're all starting to kind of find their form again, really, aren't they? Yeah, they? well, with TJ, he, even in the club final and semi final, he, he was carrying an injury, you know, so. That obviously had an effect on him, and he wasn't able to go a hundred percent. 
<clears throat> but, uh, you know, uh, he's improved and obviously the injury has teared up. And, you know, if he can perform like he did the last day, well then I think we'll, we're in a great chance to win him. Yeah, and, and even just uh, from the kind of free-taking perspective as well, like in, in the yeah. modern game, uh, Morris, it's so important, isn't it? Like if, you, uh-huh. if you're if awarded, Absolutely. if you're Absolutely. awarded like 10 frees, like you have to be scoring nine of them. Like, do you know? You do, you do. And with TJ, it's, it's nearly 10 out of 10 all the time. You know, uh, you, you don't get a better free-taker or all-round hurler in... in Anywhere in the country, you know, you can definitely depend on on TJ to perform. So, no, I'd have no worries about TJ. Uh, he's been there, done it so many times. And, and yeah. the, the, what I like about Kenny is the younger players like Mickey Butler and Kane Kenny. And, you know, they've, they've been very impressive as well. So that's good for to see younger players coming through. Definitely, and um, I'm actually just joined now. If you if you want to just stay with me for just another couple yeah. of minutes, there, Morris. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. I'm also joined by uh, Michael Didi there from um, uh, from Mooncoin. Um, Michael, you've been very impressed by Kilkenny um, and just kind of their their style of playing, the positive kind of game that they're, that they're playing at the moment. Yeah, here we get nice and um, Yeah, no, I'll be honest with you when I was. I, like you know, I've, I've been thinking back as well. I suppose they made the the final now, and I've been thinking back. I suppose the last couple of years, everyone's kind of seen them kind of up and down, up and down, like in terms of their form, and we're not quite used to it. But it, it's gas this year. I suppose a lot of people mightn't have expected it um, to turn out the, the the way the way it has. And um, but it's like in the last couple of games they have been building, building, building and the mixture of the youth and the experience uh, from the in the team I think Brian has finally kind of, I suppose brought the kind of good, positive kind of playing game uh, into it, like you know, the mixture of the two different styles, the direct ball the running game, everything and it looks to me that even on the pitch they look like they're enjoying the hurling as well and you know, that's obviously shown in their performances as well yeah, they're really expressing themselves out on the field, and I know that that's something that uh, that you'd hear Brian Cody talk about as well. Like they they need to be um, enjoying themselves as well when they're out there. Uh, yeah. And and I and something else, I suppose, like there there used to be kind of an art of floating around there, maybe earlier on in the year that there was a, a reliance on on TJ Reid, but that definitely wasn't the case there on um, on Sunday. I, I, definitely not, Morris. What do you think? No, no, they're they're not relying on TJ. No, that's we have, you know, uh, all the forwards are are very good. You know, Mossy Keown has been playing well. Um, uh, on Cody, I expect a big game from Owen on on Sunday. Uh, he's a top class forward as well, and you know, with TJ Reid, Billy Ryan, uh, Adrian Mullen. No shortage uh, last day when uh, Walter Welsh came on. He was very impressive. So we have the the subs on the line to bring on as well, you know, which is a big thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be so vital, isn't it, Michael, the bench? like, um, We've seen that in, in games all throughout the, the championship, not just with Kilkenny, uh, but, but with the likes of Limerick even there last weekend. Their their bench made a, a huge impact, especially uh, David Reedy there scoring three points when he came off the bench. So it's not just about the 15 that starts. Like You have to have a strong panel. Yeah, and I think it, it's gas. That that's, I suppose, where possibly they've been going wrong the last, you know, the last while and they've finally kind of got the grips with that because you can see there, like, you know, you have Alan Murphy there to, to, to come in and freeze, you know, if things weren't going well that way. Like, you know, John Donnelly is there. You have Conor Delaney. You have so so much to kind of pick from as well. Uh, you know, Killian Buckley and look at the last day, Richie Hogan was named on the bench. We haven't seen him since last year, but you like you know what I mean. You, everyone knows what he's capable of as well. Like you know, and, and and again the experience there as well. It it it's fantastic to see when when it, when a team when the team is announced that everyone has confidence, uh, knowing that they have full strong panel to to go up against the now All Ireland champions for now anyway they are. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just joined now as well by uh, by John Paul uh, Phelan uh, from Tullaher Ross Barkin and also we know him as uh, Fine Gael TD as well. Uh, John, Paul, how are you keeping? Hi, Sinead, I'm good. Good, good. How are you feeling ahead of this match now on Sunday, John Paul? Um, well, you'd have to be optimistic. Like, I mean, Kilkenny on any given day can beat anyone and the last day we had a great day and they're coming right at the right time of the, the, right time of the campaign, so... Fingers crossed um, uh, that it'll work out on Sunday. Yeah, and I think the the mood in the county is um, is yeah. very positive at the moment as well, isn't there? Like there's like like I was speaking to someone earlier on there, and they were saying it's not cockiness, but it's a quiet kind of confidence. Um, I think you're right. I mean, I, I I'm out and about most days, and I spent a lot of the weekend out and about, and again today, and. Kilkenny people are in good form. Like um, I think it's it's fair to say at the start of the the Leinster campaign uh, and even during it, you know things were were rough at times, and maybe people didn't expect that we'd be this far. But also, there's a it's not a cockiness. There's an understanding at the back of the mind from everyone in the country. I'd say like in Kilkenny and get to an All Ireland, um, you know anything can happen, uh, and that's why people are. People weren't expecting it maybe at the start of the year and they're delighted to be in it. It's a strange time of the year for an All-Ireland final, all right. But, um, uh, you know, people are optimistic, I think. Yeah, that's the thing, actually. And and Michael, um, like, you know, I was speaking to someone during the week as well and we were saying, like, at the start of the year, who really would have had Kilkenny in their even top six you know, very few people, and and now here they are. You know, so it just goes to show, like the game of hurling is just very unpredictable. Oh, it is. Um, like you look, <laughs> you know, if you're supporting if you can, you like you'll you'll always believe. Like, but you know, the, the you know the, the neutral person, they definitely wouldn't have called this. Like, you know, and no. the, the 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 thing is, though, it's like everyone says, they mightn't have called it. But I don't know if you're talking from to a genuine person from Limerick, you know, yeah. And if they asked them who would they like to meet in the final, I'm sure they wouldn't want to meet like any like because look, at they're going to go at it fairly hammer and tongs. Like it's it's going to be a tight one. I like it's not going to be it's not going to be in one sided anyway. Um, it, it's going to be very tight. It's going to be very physical. 
they're they're both going to bring it. And like you know, I, like I've heard a few people talking about matchups and this, that, and the other. And that's another thing as well. Funny enough, we've we've got the grips with the defence, and that was kind of a, a a kind of a thing. Maybe they hadn't figured out as well last few years as well. As everyone talks about forwards, but like the, everyone knows the defence. It, it ha, like it's, it's important, and Hugh Lawler has been absolutely brilliant now uh, under high ball. Like you know, we we previously had Brian Hogan a few years ago there, and he kind of you know he reminds you of, of, of him as well. He's he, he's brilliant in the air. That's a good point, actually, and and something else that they've really got to grips with uh, Morris is the the puck out going long and going short, being kind of dynamic with the puck out. Whereas we would have seen there against Wexford, just sending high ball in and just kind kind of continuing to do that. But um, they've really varied that now, and it's it's kind of keeping teams guessing, and that's what you want. Yeah, they they certainly have. They they've uh, they're able to vary the short game and the long game, you know, uh, which they they've definitely got grips with, you know, in the beginning for for a while, it was scary with the short poke outs, which they they weren't really up to speed on. But now, yeah, they've 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 managed to overcome that. And uh, you know, the, as I say, they they they're going to take a lot of beating. I think myself, they, if they can stop the Limerick running game, which which they start from their half back line, then we we're in with a great chance. But they they can't allow them to start their build up the running game that they play from the backs. There, so it ha- it has to be a physical game, and mm-hmm. uh, no doubt it will be, but. We need to meet him head on, you know. Yeah. And and John so, Paul, it's it's going to be um, you know, vital to get a, a good start from the very vital, start of the game. Vital to get a good start. What Morris said there about the half the Limerick half back line is spot on. Um they've been kind of the driving force of, of this Limerick team in the in their and they're nearly getting better as the years have uh, have rolled on. Um and if we can stop them. The other thing was mentioned earlier about the backs, um the Kenny backs performance in the first half the last day against Clare was as good a defensive performance as any team I ever saw in my life. Um, and uh, Hugh Lawler was mentioned. He's been there for a few years and, uh, you know, continues to get better. But, um, you know, some of the players that have come in, like Richie Reid has been a real revelation uh, for Kilkenny because, like Parik was the centre-back for the last couple of seasons and he's a great hurler. Um but you'd 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 like to see him hurling further up the field, and Richie's arrival has allowed that to happen. Um, and he's the way he the way he swept up the last day against Limerick. Not to mention the two cornerbacks, like cornerback. <laughs> when I used to hurl myself, uh, Morris was talking about short puckouts. I mean, you'd be you'd be you'd be uh, you'd be dropped. You'd be taken off immediately if a ball was hit across the goal. But we have two cornerbacks that are kind of nearly old fashioned style, particularly. Uh, Mickey Butler, um, who is just a man marker that I thought had nearly gone out of the game. Um, the backs have been immense, but you mentioned about the, the the good start. Like the last day, even though it took us a while to get the scores on the board, we were all over Clare early on. Like we, um, uh, the, you know, we only put a bit of distance as we came towards half time, but but Clare Clare were rattled. Um, and of course they had wides and you know people from Clare would say we didn't do as well as we should or whatever but they didn't do as well as they should because they were really rattled by the Kilkenny backs and you're right Sinead like 
get a to get a good start in any game, but particularly in All Ireland, just to put a bit of doubt in the Limerick heads um, as well uh, is a crucial thing. And uh, Kenny, like it's great to see Richie Hogan back on the panel. By all accounts, he's he's flying uh, in training. I'd be surprised if we don't see him on the field at some stage uh, next Sunday. Um, but from the start, we do need we, that that good, busy, in their face head uh, start. Is certainly something that we do need on Sunday. So are you all calling a Kilkenny win then? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Michael, yeah? Mm-hmm. If yeah. I was standing in the bookies now and I had a fiver, um, yeah, I'd probably put it on Kilkenny and then I'd be kind of killing myself afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And Morris? Oh, yeah, I, I, I fancy Kilkenny, yeah. I think, I think they just spoke it there. It's going to be close, but... With the subs that we have to come on, whoever they may be, they're mm. they're they're going to be important, and I think we have the strength now that we probably didn't have earlier in the year. And and yeah. John Paul, the pressure's on you now to say that Kilkenny can do it as well. I yeah, doubt I you're going to say any different. No, I, I'm not going to say any different. I think they can do it. Like um, they're coming from a, a good position, which is that they weren't expected to be here by most of the, the commentariat um, during the course of the campaign. And that's coming from that underdog position. And they're still underdogs going into the final. Most most people would say, you know, Limerick are favourites. But that, that suits Kilkenny. It's always suited Kilkenny. Um, and, you know, you know, it's only a couple of years ago that we caught Limerick. We could, they, the lads know that they can do it themselves. And, um, no, I think we can edge them out. I do agree with, with both lads. I think this there won't be much in it, uh, one way or another. But I think we can do it, all right. Yeah, look, it's great to hear the the optimism from all three of you. So, listen, thanks so much uh, to Morris, uh, to Michael, no and to John Paul as well. Um, no great, great having the no chats with on. you there. Look, we'll we'll chat to you again soon, lads, and and hopefully okay. um, Kilkenny can do it now on Sunday. You go with the football, all Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to to the footballers, of course, yeah. uh, who completed the All Ireland um, there yesterday against New York in Crow Park. But lads, we'll leave it there. Thanks a million, and uh, we'll we'll chat right, to you again yeah. soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. That that was uh, Morris Mason there, uh, Michael Deedy and John Paul Phelan talking to me there about Kilkenny's chances in the All-Ireland final uh, this coming Sunday. We're going to take a quick break now and more chat about the All-Ireland right after this. You're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland final. Listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All Ireland final. Welcome back to Chats with Cats with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now I'm after getting a great voice note in there from Cathy Power, who is uh, from Kilkenny, but she's over on holidays at the moment over in Spain. Uh, but here's what she had to say. Hi Sinead, Cathy Power here, talking to you from the beautiful city of Bruges in Flanders. Sorry I can't be there to be on air with you live, but uh, I'm looking forward to being home in time for the match on Sunday uh, and hopefully another Cats victory. I think there was a lot of criticism of Brian Cody this year. A lot of talk about how he should have stepped aside and let others younger than him uh, take over the team. But I think he's proven once again how he's such a genius in creating a team, bringing on the young players, uh, trying them out during the league, uh, testing them and then mixing them with the older players to produce another great team. 
uh, there was a lot of criticism also including for myself of the short uh, puck out and the hand passing and short passing down the field and sometimes lost possession but that all came together against Clare and what a wonderful performance we put up uh, however on Sunday as always we know uh, you need a bit of luck uh, we know that we can do it but then does it all come right for you on the day that's the question it'll be interesting to see who will have the character if with 65 minutes gone it's a drawn game and in that case I always think it's never over till it's over with Kilkenny so up the cats and we'll see you on Sunday uh, great stuff there from Cathy uh, Power uh, from Kilkenny. I'm joined now by Robbie Dowling. Cathy uh, said it there, uh, Robbie, with the cats, it's never over till it's over. Never, ever write them off. No, you should never write uh, Kilkenny off, to say the least. You can throw all the cliches when it comes to the Kilkenny Hurling team, Sinead. But one thing I would say, and John Paul Fielding mentioned it, which a little earlier about uh, Kilkenny like being underdogs, I would actually slightly disagree with that. If you think about the dominant Kilkenny team of the... 2000s and the early 2010s we were probably favourites for almost every game basically every game that we went into and that's why we were so good because I think you know we were favourites for the reason that we had the best players the best manager and the best team whereas the reason we've been underdogs for the last couple of years is probably because we're not at that level anymore and with that we haven't won in All-Ireland for seven years so I would actually worry if we are the underdogs for me it means we haven't been winning as much as we probably would expect in the county so I think there is a reason why we are underdogs and uh, I'm not too sure it is the tag we want going into it but you can definitely play into it you can use it as a motivational factor if you're in management and I think generally probably Kilkenny people do like it but I I wouldn't be as comfortable with it as a lot of people are Yeah we'll have to kind of see how it all plays out now Sunday but we'll all be back in the cats even as a Wexford woman I will be as well uh, but uh, yeah hope you all enjoyed Chats with Cats the feature length episode of uh, Full Time and thanks so much for everyone all the, the guests that came on the show sharing your thoughts with us so we're going to take an ad break now uh, going to the news and then uh, an hour later than usual we have Owen Carey there for Fully Loaded you're listening to Chats with Cats on KCLOR, discussing every inch of the game ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Final. 